Hi, welcome to Pop Cult X. This week we are starting the celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month. As always, Danny waving, saying hello, and myself, Gabriel, <laughs> as your co-host, bringing everything pop culture uh, with a Gen X point of view. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Like I mentioned, uh, this we are in the midst of Hispanic Heritage Month. So um, the first topic we wanted to talk about is culture. What's the first movie you think of that really celebrated or is symbolic or meaningful in regards to Hispanic heritage or culture? Uh, what what's, uh, pops into your mind, Danny? Well, when I was thinking about that, um, I was working in a movie theater in the mid to late 90s and I, this really stuck out with me. So in 1997, the movie Selena came out. Of course, it, it's a biopic about the life and times of Selena. Uh, what's her last name? De Cantilla, I think. Or I can't. Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but it, it was starring Jennifer Lopez, of course. And what really um, spoke to me the most, not only did it celebrate her life and her music, but it was just how much how much she meant to the people, um, the Hispanic people and, and Mexican people in particular, because every single showing was sold out for probably a good month. Every, it had probably five showings a day and it was just full. And I was just like, why? I don't, I didn't act to this, at to, ah, to that point, I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. I knew kind of knew who JLo was because, you know, of uh, she was a dancer in, in living color. So, um, mm-hmm. but I was like, who's this Selena? Why is she popular? And just I watched the movie and I realized, oh, wow, she is very talented. And then, of course, I this was before the Internet was really widespread. So you had to go track down really to hear the music. So oh, wow. I went and I found some of her songs. She was a talented performer. And it really it really moved me in a way that I was like, I think I more now so than back then. It's just seeing pre-internet days how much she was able to reach everyone i mean if you think about it now people have twitter they have instagram they have tiktok whatever social media platform so it's a little bit easier to get your music out to get your message spread to everyone back then that wasn't there it was all word of mouth right it was all radio shows and 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 just the the spreading of how far and wide she was. And that was really what first movie really made me think of Hispanic culture there. Yeah, I, I think Selena is a great film um, because it, it really brings to the pop popular audience um, the life of Selena and her accomplishments. I actually was one of those people that didn't know too much about her until her passing. When she, she passed and was murdered, um, mm-hmm. that's when I sort of went aware of her i was never a big fan of that kind of music um so it wasn't really in my sphere <laughs> of uh, influence um but once i did see uh her movie and then i saw the music and i saw how passionate people were uh, i started listening to the music and became a really big fan unfortunately it was after her passing um so it's kind of bittersweet but um she did have a 
huge mark on Latino, you know, mm-hmm. Chicano culture, especially the, uh, you know, Tex-Mex culture. Uh, <laughs> and I think for a lot of Americans, it was, she was a really important symbol because she, you know, she, she, there's that part of the movie where it's like, you know, you're not Mexican enough for Mexicans. You're not American enough right. for Americans. Right. And so many of us Mexican Americans feel that way. And so I think that's why so many people relate. It's like that, American Chicano generation of us that kind of feels out of place everywhere, but at mm-hmm. home in both mm-hmm. worlds at the same time. Um, so that's what I really like. Um, for me, as far as like me thinking back about like what's the first, you know, quote Hispanic or you know Chicano movie that I, I can remember. One of the first movies that I remember going to the movie theater to see was American Me with Edward mm-hmm. James Olmos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at that time when they were making a lot of like gangster you know, Chicano films, um, Edward James was playing. Yeah. Like the, the veterano within, you know, um, that film. And, uh, it was, it's, it's very much a subculture of Chicano, like not like, you know, that's the unfortunate part of when those movies became popular is people started to think that it was representative of all Chicanos, which it is not, but it is definitely a subculture or a, a segment of the community. Um, so I think that it's fine making those movies with the understanding that, yeah, this is just a segment of our community. And I, I'm not in the, the um, you know, of the perspective that we need to get rid of all those kind of movies that like may portray us in a negative light or in a stereotypical light. Um, we just need more positive um portrayals right. as well um right. because then we get a more well-rounded image of of who we are as a people um but i that's the first movie that comes to mind it it the the music of like the art lebeau oldies uh <laughs> the the visuals of mm-hmm. cholo style gangster style uh all of that the acting you know great actors yeah yeah you almost actually have the look right now and uh <laughs> <laughs> i just gotta button this up um, hold on yeah, it, it was really remarkable. You know, it was really, in, uh, you know, specific moment in time when those movies were really yeah. popular, and people still watch them, especially of our generation. Like, like you said, blood in, blood out. Like, people know the words to the dialogue, uh, by heart. They can, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, those characters are really, you know, ingrained into their their subconscious. So, um, that for me is sort of, you know, what what I think of. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think while we're on the topic of filmmakers, I think um, one of the most prolific ones and not only for his films, but for what he brings to um, what he gives back in like his guerrilla filmmaking school. And you mentioned him, I saw on Twitter and that was and that's Robert Rodriguez. And I think as yeah. much as he's heralded um, by everyone, I don't think he gets un- lifted up enough for what he's brought to the Hispanic and Mexican filmmaking industry. And I think we should do more of that. I mean, he's some of his movies. I just watch all the time, like um, planet terror. Um, like you said, um, El Mariachi Desperado once upon a time in Mexico. Eh, it's the last part of the trilogy of that. <laughs> it's there. I like it. <laughs> uh, machete, machete kills, you know, and, and I think just as a filmmaker and a storyteller, he, and it leads into what I was going to next because he's also one of the um, um, showrunners for the book of Boba Fett and Star Wars. But uh, give me your thoughts on um, Robert Rodriguez before I go move on to that. Well, I'm a big fan. And I think that 
aside from the films, which I love, um, I'm a fan of his DIY uh, mm-hmm. approach to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. He he saw that he had this passion for filmmaking. He famously, you know, made his first movie, I think, for like five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Um, and I think that that's an important lesson for a lot of people within the art community is if you want to see something, you can go out and make it. And I know that that's easier said than done. <laughs> um, I, personally, I know it's easier said than done, but um, there's a lot to be said about, you know, kind of just, you know, bearing down and 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 uh, going through uh, with your convictions and making sure that you create what you want to see out in the world. Um, and he definitely did that and he got rewarded for that. You know, he was acknowledged and it was a great film and people, you know, it, it created his, um, you know, his, uh, oh God, what would you call it? his brand and yeah. his film yeah. style. Yeah. Um, I think that, that one thing, the reason, I think that part of the reason why, um, you know, maybe people don't really hold him up as like, and, and, iconic latino you know legend or icon is um a lot of times when you're not like over the top latino like if you're like mexican american um you sort of get viewed as just like american or just like a regular filmmaker which is like a double-edged sword right like it's Uh, you want to be viewed Mm -hmm. like everyone else um you don't want to be a mexican filmmaker you want to be a filmmaker uh and i think that that the type of movies he makes even though you know there is the the trilogy of like El Mariachi and it is it have anything to do with our culture that are just fun films um, that he does still sprinkle in you know his perspective and has mm-hmm. a diverse cast but not like in your face like this is Mexican <laughs> culture um, so right, I think that, that right. might be a bit of, of why he's not seen as like a Mexican filmmaker he's just like the action filmmaker. Um, and I, and which I think is, I mean, you can view it both ways. And I think it, I do think that he is an icon within our community. And I think a lot of people do celebrate him that way. Um, but I think he's also celebrated on like being able to get films done with like not the biggest budget because he's so creative in, in, in the ways that he's able to uh, get those films done. Uh, one of his projects that I'm a big fan fan of is the Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande video mm-hmm. uh, that have like the special effects mm-hmm. of Rain On Me and he did a really great job with that and I mean it's not necessarily such a good job and I think that he's like a go-to director within Hollywood for a specific style um, uh, a specific like look and uh, vibe so I'm, I'm excited to see what he has to do with with these Disney stories Star Wars type things. <laughs> yeah, the the Book of Boba Fett, which I know he's and the Mandalorian, which he's also I think directed one of them. They um they're bringing in a lot yeah. of Latinos into Star Wars, which is funny because we joked around with I think last year during Hispanic Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, <laughs> um about not seeing Mexicans or Latinos in space, right? We joked around with one of our guests. So now we have um, Diego Luna, Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, Rosario Dawson, although she plays an alien. Um, and even to a lesser extent, even Jimmy Smith was in already in, up in there. Um, so it's just it's it's really cool. 
I, I find it fascinating that it's Star Wars is being more diverse in its casting. So I, I'm really appreciative of that as well. Yeah. And, and it's great to see this like next generation of, of, you know, Latino or Latin X performers uh, be able to get into the spotlight or get some representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a really cool movie over the weekend. That's, it, I mean, it's, it's uh, a real fun movie. It's uh, called Do Revenge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, it's literally like watching a teen comedy from the nineties, like the aesthetic the jokes, <laughs> the music is like I think the music is like a hundred percent from the nineties. Um, I feel like or like heavily based on the nineties. They have like Hole, they had um Harvey Danger, uh oh, wow. tons okay. of music in the 90s. So of course I loved it. Um, not to give too much away about the mo- movie, but the the uh the main lead is actually a Latina actress, um, which is really great. Her name is Camila Mendez. She is a Brazilian American actress, um, and she's really great in it. She is someone who is basically out to get revenge on some people. Um, and so the theme is sort of like being petty. And going for revenge, which I like. Why it's, not? It, it, it's a wheelhouse of uh, not forgetting and not forgiving. Um, so it's, but it's really fun. Like there's, it, it reminds you of like if you had Clueless, if you put like Mean Girls, Heather's, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Scarlet A with uh, that movie, and like yeah. blended them all together, you would get this movie. Like there's like the fashion, there's the comedy, there's like the black humor. Um, so it's it's really fun and entertaining. It definitely is like a good weekend movie or like late night binge. Um, I cool. think that it has the potential of being like a uh, like kind of a cult classic because it definitely has some really cool black humor in it. Um, and, and so it's, it's uh, one of the things that was kind of interesting, though, is that it has uh, what is her name? Uh, the actress from House of Dragon or not House of Dragons, Game of Thrones. She's married to a Jonas brother and she was in the X-Men. She plays a really funny like cameo. She's in it for like I think I know you're talking second. About. It's actually really funny. The redheaded girl, she's really beautiful. I think she might be like Scottish or Irish. Uh, let's see if I can find uh, Sophie Turner. Mm. So she does a brief cameo in the and uh, it, it, it's it's a really good actually she yeah she's from the uk uh um, she does a really great cameo in it so it's really entertaining it's fun i recommend it 21 wants like a light heart not light-hearted but like a light <laughs> comedy that's not like right. a deep heavy film it's sort of shallow to think about it too much it, it has cool like meaning to it like as far as like yeah like there's like some forgiveness that you kind of have to like thematically and and change or there's a cool story arc so it's it's a it's worth the watch cool very cool yeah I will. That's on my list. I remember I saw the trailer for it or I saw something that mentioned it and I was like, that looks interesting. What is that about? So I'll be sure to check that out. Yeah, it, it's cool. And like I said, it has um, a, a really cool, diverse cast. Um, I really like seeing the new generation of like, you know, young people that are from various different backgrounds getting the opportunity to be in new roles because sometimes we tend to see the same people. Um, especially when you have conversations like this for like Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, we bring up you know, uh, John Leguizamo or Sama Hayek. Right, right, right. Those right. are all great. They're like all my favorite people. I love them. But um, there are a lot of young people that are doing exciting things. 
Um, and so as an example, um, some people that like have really been on like my radar lately are um, Tyler Posey. Um, he's an actor and musician. He's filming right now the Teen Wolf movie. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else that, um, let me see, I, I forgot the name of the other person. Said- but she was in The Heights. Uh, she was in The Heights. Was she the one that was supposed to be Batgirl, right? No, that was that's someone else. Um, I am thinking about. Let's see if I can find her name. Uh, Melissa Barrera. Mm, okay. So she played like a romance lead to. Right. I think Anthony. I forget his last name. Ramos. Uh, Ramos. Yeah. yeah. So she was like the the romance. She was also in Vita. Um, she's a Mexican American actress. Um, on I think that was Stars. Um, so she's been in a lot of really cool things. She's like beautiful she can sing she can dance like all well-rounded um some other people that um i've actually been tweeting about or like talking about when it comes to hispanic heritage month is um alexis bladell she is also a mexican-american um actress she was in um oh my god hands me tale um, and she plays like a like a different character in there. She's really a great actress. She was in Gilmore Girls when she was a bit younger. Uh, we have Bella Thorne, who's like really popular. She, I believe, she's Cuban American, um, and she's sort of like infamous. She's sort of a, a rebel within yeah. uh, Hollywood. So there's like a lot of really good people that are coming out. Um, you mentioned, I think Diego Luna. I mentioned him on on my uh, Twitter and on my Facebook. He's one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a plethora of young talent that is out that are really making some really cool things, you know, doing some really great things and not sticking into that box of like stereotypical roles. They're like actually getting really cool, meaty, you know, uh, good roles that yeah. uh, are able to portray. So um, I'm really happy to see that. Is there anyone else that like is out right now that is kind of got your attention? Well, I mean, there's there's like the Zoe Saldana's of the world right she's always gets those the good roles i guess uh, she's like one of yeah. the uh, hollywood's go-to persons but before yeah. i get into other people because i gotta think of them um one thing i noticed though when you're talking about all the next generation of latino stars is that they're all they all seem to be multi-talented so they yeah. they're more than just actors they're actors they're also singers they're also dancers they have all these um hats or roles they can play within the entertainment industry. And I wonder if that's because that's um, by necessity. Like, it's just, a, you know, oh, they don't want you as an actor, but they want you to sing. Or they don't want you to sing, but they want you to dance. Or is it just that they're so talented that they could just do it all? I'm hoping it's the latter. But Yeah, I, I think that that it, it's part of the evolution of just society is that in our parents generation you were really sort of told to focus on one thing and then mm-hmm. do it really well and then do it for mm-hmm. the rest of your life yeah i think we're even examples you and i of you know being passionate about different things and you know not to toot our own horn but being good in <laughs> a various you know different things you know we're both photographers we're both artists uh you know we're obviously hosting a podcast um so we talk about pop culture and you know writing and and uh you know being able to style models or our clients and um doing a lot of things because you know we don't have big budgets like a lot of other photographers mm-hmm. so kind of being like you know that rubber yeah the diy yeah, stuff like, yeah 
you know, kind of figuring out our own thing. Um, and so that's just, I think how people are nowadays. Like if you want to get things done, you have to figure things out and, um, you have to make it work. Um, that's kind of like, I think the saying of, of Tim Gunn from project runway, like make it work. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of examples now of how people are, you know, about something and they're like oh do you dance I'll, if i don't know how to dance i'll learn how to dance can you sing oh i'll i'll sing like you just want to <laughs> be able to say yes to as many things as possible and like try to come up with a whole product uh, uh, you know obviously people aren't good at everything you have your your natural strengths and things that you can practice and become better mm -hmm. at um, but I just think that now you're allowed to do so many different things. You can spread yourself across a lot of different, you know, um, genres, a lot of different, um, you know, art. Um, you can be a painter and a photographer. Right, right. Or you can be a writer and a director. Like, you don't have to stick into one niche. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like, and I, I appreciate mm -hmm. those kind of people because uh, they kind of prove that you can, you're not, you're not done at a certain age. You're not done at a certain plateau. You can continue to evolve and your interests change as you get older and you can pivot and you can go in a different direction and you can be successful in that direction. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. And while you were talking about that, I found, our, what was that? <laughs> There's a bit of a delay. <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> um, one person that I want to bring up that you, because you asked me of any other next generation who I thought of, and I just, it popped into my head while you were speaking, and that is Jenny Ortega, who's, of course, going to be playing mm -hmm. Wednesday Adams in the new series Wednesday. Um, she caught my eye when she was in the, the latest rendition of Scream. Um, the, yeah. And as the lead role in that, and I guess she's become uh, kind of the new scream queen, I guess. I guess she's taken a lot of horror film roles. So that's pretty cool. So she's one to look out for, I guess, if you want to look for the next generation. Yeah, and that's a series that I'm really looking forward to because I think that that role could be really iconic for her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So far, it, I have really high hopes. Um, I, I know that there's... Um, controversial casting decisions that they made you know having a latina actress play wednesday adams um having um god i can't think of his name play louis Gomez adams um i forget his name yeah uh louis guzman um you know him being you know not attractive enough or not suave enough but um being more true to the comic character mm -hmm. um and then catherine zeta joe you know uh I'm not a fan of hers, but I will look forward to the series. I really hope it does well. I mean, I believe that it's going to focus on Wednesday Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really hope it's like a star vehicle for um, for that actress, because uh, it, it, it just it has the makings of it being a really cool series, a really cool role for her. Um, and I'm all for having more. Latino people shown as like creepy or weird or gothic <laughs> right. because we right. rarely get like we are always shown as like gangsters or hip hop or, you know, but there are so many like goth punk rock like weirdos that are also Latino that I think is like a really cool segment of our community that is never mm -hmm. shown. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up in high school, I think the majority of like the goth 
were um, Hispanic or Mexican in well, my school. So, it, yeah, I, I'm yeah. looking forward to this series a lot. Well, it makes sense because Mexican culture is sort of goth. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's very much like death, the macabre, superstitious, uh, the music. Um, it, it, so it makes sense that Mexicans or Latinos in general would gravitate towards goth culture because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it has a lot of um, things that would appeal to us culturally. Um, and I think that that's just like uh, indicative of what our culture is like. And so it makes sense. So I can't wait to see that. That's, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think so that, that's all that, that I saw. Did you see anything uh, this weekend that kind of you wanted to discuss? I did watch a few things, but I will save it until I get more caught up. I finally started uh, Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Rings of Power show on Amazon Prime. And I will share my thoughts, but I liked it. I'll just share that. I thought it was right in line with um peter jackson's movies and it it picked up right from there i mean it well it didn't pick up because it's a prequel many centuries before but it had that same sort of vibe and and people getting all crazy about having a a black hobbit or a hardfoot or whatever they're just crazy it fit right in you it didn't miss a beat i just thought it was perfectly done i really enjoyed it but i'll save that for a future episode (laughs) yeah uh that's all i really know about it because i'm not i'm not like a lord of the rings like fantasy i don't even know if that's is that fantasy genre um but like i want to watch it just to support black hobbits because (laughs) i'm so tired of people saying that black people can't play mermaids hobbits Mm -hmm. angels whatever the fuck it's so stupid. It's there's literally no rational reason why a black actor can't play these fantasy characters. It's exactly it's stupid. Um, I think we need to stop entertaining the argument, ignore them. They want attention. So like, let's just enjoy the content that's being created um, mm-hmm. and ignore, like don't even address. It. It's so ridiculous. It's stupid. It really is. And their argument is, well, in that case, I'm going to make a Malcolm X movie with a white guy as Malcolm X or something like that. And it's like, wait, you're you're taking a fantasy creature and compared to a real life person, it's yeah, it, they make me so mad. So mad. Yeah, it's so stupid. Or, you know, a character that that their arc or, you know, it's integral to their character that they're a person of color, like Mm -hmm. Black Panther. uh, And them say, well, you know, you would be upset if, well, but Black Panther, it's important that he's African. It's important that he's he's... like, it's part of who he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Like I I would, I could, you know, there are characters that are maybe Black or, or Latino that, that, you know, you could argue, well, they could be played by, a white person or an Asian. And um, I would be okay with that if we had other roles that blacks and Hispanics and Asians were playing, but like you're, you're, you're wanting to take the few roles that we do have away from us. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like you've had, like how many princesses have they've had? Like they've had like 15 or 14 Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Now you only have one with black and you're like crying about it. Like go watch Snow White again then. 
Go watch Sleeping Beauty. God damn, all this time, um, you're just being a spoiled brat and a racist spoiled mm-hmm. brat. There you um, go. Get over it. Yeah. So yep. anyway. <laughs> I did want to, um, if if we come to the, actually, I do kind of want to break up our Latin excellence into a few um episodes if you don't mind so like this episode we focus a lot on the filmmaking and movies and actors i think next episode teaser for everyone out there is going to be focused a lot on the music i think that'll be um really good to focus on the music and then subsequently focus on like the art and maybe the the um writing and narratives and poetry even so um stay tuned for that everyone i did want to close out on something that we've gotten away from a little bit and that's a nonprofit highlights and so I found this nonprofit um, called the Rainforest Foundation um, U.S. And it's a it's the website is rainforestfoundation.org. And their mission is to um, support indigenous and traditional peoples of the world's rainforest in their efforts to protect their environment and fulfill their rights by assisting them in securing and controlling the natural resources necessary for their long term well-being and managing these resources in ways which do not harm the environment. They also develop the means to protect their individual and collective rights to obtain, shape, control basic services from the state. So it's really a way for them to um, to help the indigenous people who are there on the ground in the rainforest. They're the ones that they're supporting to help them protect their own lands. So I thought that was really cool because it's not just, you know, us coming up with ways to cut carbon and other climate change um, charities that are out there. I think it. I found this one. I thought it was important because they're actually supporting the boots on the ground, so to speak, of those um, people who are there doing what they can yeah. to protect their the rainforest. Yeah, and and thank you because I think we did get a little sidetracked and we haven't focused on our nonprofit um, for a bit. Um, but it's never too late, and it's <laughs> uh, you know you're late than never. Um, so yeah, definitely check out. Uh, that organization and and contribute to their success. Um, I will definitely be going and looking into more of that. Um, and if our audience has a recommendation for us to uh, mention a nonprofit or an organization that's mm-hmm. doing good out there, um, please send it our way because we need more positivity and uh, more action when it comes to uh, change out there for the positive. So um, yeah. please let us know. And like you said, we are going to be discussing uh, Latino music, Hispanic music. Um, I'm going to go listen to some Bad Bunny right now uh, in, in order to prepare. Uh, but if you have anything you want us to focus on or maybe recommend, please let us know. Leave a comment. You know, put a link to a video or to their Instagram. Um, I would love to discover some new music to listen to um, because uh, I'm always down to find someone new. So let us know if there's someone you would recommend. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. This time delay is really working out well for us. <laughs> so with that, um, our episode has come to an end. Uh, we do want to thank all of our viewers and listeners. Please like and subscribe. Um, please interact with us on all of our social media. Um, until next week, uh, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.